Hello everyone, and welcome to Downsizing, the podcast where we try and figure out when the office actually ended, because everyone would have been fired. My name is Curtis, and I'll be your host, and with me is my co-host and resident office expert, Antoinette. Hi everyone. Today we will be discussing Season 6, Episode 7, The Lover. In this episode, Pam comes back to bad news, Michael pleads his case, and Dwight does a little espionage. In the cold open, we see Jim and Pam returning from their honeymoon in Puerto Rico. And everyone is pretty excited to see them, but mostly Michael, because this gives him the opportunity to show them a character that he says he has been workshopping at his improv classes and his name is Blindy McSqueezy, I believe. Yeah, as Michael points out, the women in his improv class do not like this character for good reason. Because Michael uses it as an excuse to just reach forward straight for women's chests. And this, and we'll cover this in the firings part, but this might be the quickest into an episode that Michael gets fired. Very possible. Blindy McSqueezy is essentially horny Mr. Magoo. Like, <laughs> That's a good way to describe it. When, when Michael describes who Blindy McSqueezy is, it's a blind guy that gets into hijinks, which is exactly what Mr. Magoo is. Before we transition to the main part of the episode, Curtis and I have a new co-host of our podcast... Yes, you may hear him occasionally, depending on how well I can edit. You may hear our new co-host, Owen, in the background. He is an almost two-week-old at this point, and so he gets a little loud sometimes. Maybe he's just very passionate about whatever we could be talking about at the time. Very much so. Owen has been uh, an Office fan for, uh, for about uh, ten months now. <laughs> There is another reason that Michael is very excited to see Jim and Pam, and that is because he has some big news in his personal life. As we saw in the episode with Jim and Pam's wedding, Michael really hit it off with Pam's mom, Helene, and they ended up spending the night together. And it seems as though this was not just a stereotypical one-night stand at a wedding, this has turned into an actual relationship of some sort. We don't really know how deep this relationship is. It could just be them hooking up. They could go out on dates. We aren't very sure about that yet. Yeah, Michael himself is not super clear. The first we're hearing of this post-wedding is when Michael and Jim are at the table in the kitchen and Michael informs Jim that he has taken a lover. And Jim is not thrilled about this development at all because he knows that Pam will not be thrilled about this and that will have ramifications for his own life. Michael also says to Jim that he and Helene plan to tell Pam over dinner that night or the next night um, and Jim says no like this is not you should not do this Michael 
is being super naive here because he's insistent that Pam is his friend and all that Pam wants is for him to be happy. So it's going to be fine. And so if Pam wants him to be happy, then she'll be very cool with him dating her mom. Pam is, of course, not very cool with Michael dating her mom. And we see this in what is probably the funniest bit of the episode. It is when Jim and Pam come into Michael's office. And if we remember, Michael has promised Jim that he won't tell Pam that he is dating Pam's mom. And we know how I'm supposed to tell people. He generally finds a way to tell somebody that thing. And in this case, Pam and Jim have come into Michael's office to give him a gift from from their honeymoon. And Michael just kind of mentions offhandedly that he is now dating somebody. Well, what happens is that Aaron comes in and says that his reservations at a fancy restaurant, I didn't catch the name of it, are all set. And Michael says, okay, we'll change that from four to two. And Pam catches on that it's a fancy restaurant. And so she is the one that sort of pries a little bit, you right. could say. And it's like, oh, it sounds like Michael has a date. Like, tell me about this. And then Michael uses that opportunity to say, well, don't you want me to be happy? Like, that's his springboard to rope Pam into approval, basically. In, but he does do it in just this very Michael way where he's not flat out saying that he is dating Pam's mom, but he leaves the little breadcrumbs mm-hmm. so that Pam can get there on her own. Right. He starts by saying, well, it's actually a mother of a friend. Well, more than a friend, it's a coworker. And then Pam's like, oh, gossip. Like, who is it? And this is almost exactly the same as when it is revealed to the office that Angela and Dwight have been hooking up. And Oscar is like, where where have you had sex in the office? And he's like, where, where has it happened? Where has it happened? And so Pam does the exact same thing here yeah. and is like, whose mom is it? And, who's, and just keeps asking him, whose mom is it? And Michael isn't answering until eventually Pam puts the pieces together. And Michael's grinning like an idiot the whole time as well. And so Pam just loses it and screams and storms out of Michael's office and out of the office building in general. Yeah, she's on her way to call her mom and figure out what is going on. She tells her mom that she is being crazy. She points out to her how many times that she has complained about Michael to Helene. And she just is sort of beside herself and can't believe it. Jim is trying to be supportive here. And he comes out and brings her a coat and her coffee And Pam says that he needs to be more upset about this because Helene is now his mother too. This all leads to a kind of very convoluted conference room meeting. They throw in just this weird community outreach 
storyline. And it's not even a storyline. It's just the reason to get everybody in the conference room. Yes, something about a Peruvian paper mill scandal. Somebody did a, a news story on it and probably showed the poor working conditions in the Dunder Mifflin factory in Peru. And so this ends up with Pam kind of turning Michael's words on him. Michael suggests some sort of community outreach and Pam turns those words on him and basically turns it into, you shouldn't be dating my mom anymore. You need to break up with her. And Michael, of course, is fighting this. He doesn't want to do this and he really crosses a line not not necessarily like in an offensive way, but in a way that was certainly not going to make Pam happier. When he says that I could be your father at some point, so you need to leave the conference room. Yes, and Michael says that in response to a call he actually actually gets during the conference room meeting from Helene, where she's very upset because Pam called her and told her she's being crazy so it's kind of fascinating to me that helene would then call michael and michael's pet name for her is pickle (laughs) and that's after that call michael takes it upon himself to sort of discipline pam for upsetting her mom and of course the rest of the employees have now become very involved in this conversation because it's happening all in all in front of them. Yeah. And just as as a viewer, this scene just doesn't really work for me because there are like three different conversations going on at one time and they just don't shoot it or edit it very well and it's it ends up being just like a whole jumble of talking. Like you have Michael on the phone with Helene off the side. You have Jim trying to keep the meeting moving as scheduled. And then you have Pam kind of like yelling at Michael while he's on the phone with her mom. And you have the office members trying to like shush Jim to hear what is going on between Michael on the phone and Pam. And so it's just a lot of noise and it's hard to hear what anybody actually says. Yeah. And there is a level of outrage from the other members of the office once they sort of figure out what is going on. I don't think anyone expected anything different necessarily from Michael, but people point out that he's definitely crossed a line. Then Michael tries to appeal to them by saying, well, don't I deserve happiness? And what's so wrong with, you know, just trying to find somebody And Phyllis sort of breaks first and says, well, I hope you find what you're looking for. And Pam is just further outraged because she just says, what? No, like, don't you see that this is still a problem? And so we have reached a major impasse here between Michael and Pam. And Michael gets so desperate to resolve this that he goes to the last person you would think he would confide in and that's Toby but Michael doesn't necessarily want to make amends here he says that Pam is creating a hostile work environment for him and that Toby needs to do something about it 
And so Toby approaches Pam to try and talk to her and convince her to go into the conference room with both him and Michael to do a conflict resolution seminar thing. Pam isn't really having any of it and sort of rightfully points out that Michael just ended up getting Toby to fight his battles for him and is hiding behind HR, basically. And then Toby sort of gives up very easily and is like, oh, well, Pam doesn't want to do conflict resolution. Okay. And Pam just decides that her course of action is basically going to be to ignore Michael for the rest of the day. During this exchange, though, with Toby, it does come out to Pam that Jim was aware prior to them giving the gift of rum to Michael that Michael was dating Helene. And so Pam's pretty annoyed with Jim at this point as well. She's just had a bit of a day and is beyond upset with Michael. Also in this episode, we see Dwight using the return of Jim and Pam, mostly Jim, to kind of advance his own agenda. They are never really very clear about anything in this storyline, but for some reason, Dwight is still very upset that Jim got the promotion to make him the co-manager. And so he is going to gather intel for something? Yeah. I guess he's waiting for a slip up from Jim in some respect. Again, I agree with you. It's unclear. This is sort of a weird twist for Dwight's character in some respects. Like, it's never been clear to us that Dwight wants to go into management. And so for him to be this upset, I mean, I think it's partly because it's Jim and Jim played pranks on him for so long. And I think Dwight didn't realize that towards the end of season four, Jim sort of snapped out of that and then had these aspirations to just try to to make this job successful and went after certain promotions. And he was, and he being Jim was the one that approached David about this job and sort of created it for himself so for Dwight to be this upset to the point of an espionage campaign is a little out of left field in some respects like a lot of it like I said is the fact that it is Jim right you make a good point there we up to this point have not seen Dwight have those managerial aspirations like you said however that is something that becomes a part of his character pretty much from this point going forward yeah which is just the acquisition of power in some way and we do see Dwight kind of going about a couple different ways that he gains some power in the office Dwight's espionage campaign is actually pretty clever He comes into Jim's office, welcomes him back from his honeymoon, and says, you know, congratulations on the promotion. First of all, you left a pen on my desk, putting it back. 
Then Dwight gives Jim a congratulatory wooden mallard to sit on Jim's desk. Now, Jim is immediately suspicious of this mallard and notices right away that it has a listening device in it. And so he decides that he's going to mess with Dwight and he calls Andy in and plays opera music really loud. He gives the mallard to Kelly at a certain point and Dwight's listening in throughout the course of the day to just whatever's happening in Jim's office. And at one point, Jim is just kind of over messing with Dwight and he says something directly into the mallard that Dwight responds to. And so that kind of is the giveaway that Jim has found this listening device. And because the mallard was so obvious, the actual listening device escapes Jim's notice. And that's the pen that Dwight says that Jim left on his desk. So at the end of the episode, Dwight goes into Jim's office after everyone else has gone and left for the day and listens to basically eight hours of Jim in his office, like on the phone, whatever. What he's going to do with all these recordings is unclear, but I think he's waiting for some sort of slip up. I do think that this, oddly enough, is maybe the best scene of the entire episode because it is kind of chilling, like, Rain Wilson does a really good job of being like menacing in saying and delivering these lines. And, but it also kind of shows just the borderline idiocy that Dwight has because he is, he says to the camera very, very proudly that he has eight hours of this. And all we hear from the recording is Jim basically saying the types of paper that they have to somebody. And so it it really kind of shows that, yeah, there's there could be absolutely nothing on those tapes, and Dwight is just wasting his time. Yeah, he doesn't really have much more of a plan beyond to observe Jim. And so in a way to just kind of tie the two storylines together, towards the very end of the episode when it is revealed to Dwight that Jim knows the recording device is there, Jim says he's not going to punish Dwight at all. He just wants Dwight to wash and wax he and Pam's car. And so as a way to mend fences with Pam and to make her feel a little bit better, Jim pulls Pam into the conference room and does some reminiscing about their honeymoon while they look out the window at Dwight washing their car. And so it cheers Pam up a little bit. I had a friend from college that that really hated this scene in this episode because he thought that Jim was just so wishy-washy here and that he just says whatever Pam wants to hear and isn't actually helping her or being a good partner because Pam asked Jim do you think I'm overreacting and Jim's response is uh maybe and Pam's like but I don't think I am and Jim's like no you're definitely not so he's just sort of going along with he doesn't really have a solid opinion he doesn't really have anything of value he's sort of just an echo chamber for Pam that's 
a, I think a pretty good point. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. And like it, to it, this also kind of shows just like Jim and Pam's relationship. Like Jim and Pam are pretty simple people, and we've talked about that right, before. Right. And so their relationship, like the depth of their relationship, just doesn't seem like there's just not much to it. Like they just sat there and reminisced about the thing that they did a week ago. And like throughout the episode, they do this Frank and Beans thing, and it like that's almost their like I don't know clear the air thing. Like they just like they say that and they reset because they think it's the funniest thing ever. Yeah, and I guess it's just a memory of like okay, they just had their honeymoon, it was happy times. Now they're back and kind of just back to the office humdrum and the and the craziness of the office. So that pretty much wraps up this episode. Let's go to the annex with Antoinette and find out any fun facts about the episode. There are absolutely no fun facts about this episode. The fun facts are Pam and Jim, in their reminiscing about their honeymoon, said they went on a Segway tour. IMDB points out that Pam is probably five to six months pregnant at this point and would not be allowed to do a Segway tour, which is a good point. And also there's this weird running thing about Ryan's hat and it's, he's, it's looks like a fedora. It is a fedora. And he won't tell anyone where he got it, but I guess according to the internet, it's a trilby. I don't know what that is. I guess it's a type of hat. That is... That, oh, okay. The I'm, hat. I'm, yeah, I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel here okay. for annex things. We have talked before about how this show in general kind of had a season and a half long stretch where it was just pretty much every episode was really good. Mm-hmm. The The mediocre episodes were still pretty good and the highs were very very high we are now at a point to where the show seems to be kind of all i don't want to say running on fumes because we still have three seasons to go yeah it's in a rut maybe but we talked last episode about how kind of bad that episode was and this episode wasn't much better. I would agree with that. I think when, because we're watching it with a critical eye to do these podcast episodes. And so part of it is I notice and I'm like, okay, this is a bad episode when it feels like it's dragging a little bit. And it's a 22 minute episode. It was just convoluted. I mean, the whole point is. Obviously, you know, Michael's dating Pam's mom. It's just that the laughs and the comedy to get there aren't as sharp as they were in some previous seasons, I would say. And I think it doesn't help that that the bulk of the lifting of the episode goes to the conflict between Pam and Michael. And Pam is being kind of childish throughout it. Like, she never really... she She doesn't, like use her words like an adult she just kind of yells at michael about how she hates the fact that he's dating her mom like at no point does michael ever say well how do you think your mom feels about this maybe she is happy don't you want her to be happy 
Right. That's a good point. But at no point also does Pam say, I do want you to be happy, but I don't appreciate the fact you're dating my mom. Like, she just throws a temper tantrum the entire episode. Yeah, no doubt. I think that's a really good point. It's, And then it's sort of weird because in a couple episodes, this will all sort of dissipate in a very odd way. This is probably, it's close. This might be the most I ever hate Michael in the entire show is when he and Helene break up because it is awful and it's painful to watch. Curtis, do we have any firings this episode? I talked about one. Yeah, we do have a couple. Like you said, Michael gets fired for just his usual sexual harassment stuff. It is Michael's third firing this season it's his 51st overall Dwight also gets fired for his bugging of Jim's office yeah it's his second firing this season it's his 24th overall and I gotta say Pam probably gets fired too just for like general insubordination she flat out says she's not gonna listen to her boss anymore so yeah and she like stands up in that conference room meeting and starts chanting like no more meetings and tries to just get people with her she's just generally disruptive the whole episode internet do you have a dundee to give out my dundee award is the best expression of an obvious solution and it goes to jim when michael and jim were talking in the kitchen and Michael is revealing to Jim that his lover is Pam's mom. Michael says that, well, her house is on my way home. And Jim's response is, well, take a different way home, man. And it just is so well delivered and acted. And the, and Steve Carell and John Krasinski play each, off each other very well in this scene that to me it's sort of a standout line and and it's all down to how it's just delivered that was a good scene what is your dundee a sucker is born every minute and that goes to basically the entire office when michael just gives that kind of milk toast adage of well don't you want me to be happy as well and then everybody just is kind of like yeah i guess we do yeah everyone crumbles and and I I know I bring this up all the time, but no, no one in that office should want to see Michael be happy. Okay, that's kind of mean. Everybody deserves happiness, but those people in that office should not like Michael for, for anything more than just a person that they work with. Yes, they're not actively like rooting for him. They would be indifferent at best, I would feel like. Yes. And so I feel like, kind of like I mentioned earlier, the obvious progression here for that question is when Michael asks, don't you want me to see, don't you all want to see me happy? Somebody saying, like I said earlier, sure, yeah, but probably should be with somebody other than Pam's mom. Yeah. Especially if Pam, the person he says is her, his friend, feels so strongly about it. I'm going to add on another one very quickly because of what you said about Pam leading the cheer of no more meetings. And uh, that's, I'm going to call it the you're no cheerleader 
because when Pam starts this chant, absolutely nobody joins with joins in with her. Stanley does silently. Stanley Stanley reacts in the back, but absolutely nobody joins Pam in saying no more meetings. Shockingly, yes. No one is in agreement with that. And she goes on for quite a while without anybody joining her. Like maybe four or five times. Who is your employee of the month? I chose Oscar because he is emerging as the voice of reason. And he always has for the most part like that's been Oscar's character but he clearly states to Michael that Michael has just absolutely no sense of boundaries and it sort of stuck out to me as again like just the voice of reason and he states everything just plainly and clearly who is your employee of the month I'm gonna go with Toby I guess just because he received if only briefly an olive branch from Michael and like Toby seemed genuinely happy that like Michael was trying to build a bridge here. Right. Yeah, that's true. And he even says like, I figured that we could be pretty good friends if you just kind of like put your differences aside. Owen, did you have anything to add? Do you have any Dundies or employees in the month? Owen snoozed through this whole thing, did a very good job, and he is probably ready for a diaper change and his night feeding. Yes, so that's exactly what we needed from you on this episode, Owen. Yes, good job. good job. So that will do it for this week's episode. Please be sure to follow us on Twitter at DownsizingPod to get all the latest updates, and be sure to listen to us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening to us. Be sure to rate, subscribe, like, and comment wherever you can in order to keep getting our name out there. We appreciate you guys listening, and we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.